Long before I ever became a birder, the word cuckoo conjured two things, the three stooges and cuckoo clocks. I had no idea that the distinctive sound cuckoo clocks make is a perfect imitation of the common cuckoo, a bird that German clockmakers would have been very familiar with in the Black Forest when they created this wonderful timepiece. The cuckoos of the UK and Europe are in the same family as our American cuckoos, but in a different subfamily, cuculini, and the birds are quite different in important ways. European cuckoos are famous for being brood parasites, meaning females lay their eggs in the nests of other species and those parents raise the cuckoos instead of their own young. Cuckoos found in the United States belong to a different subfamily, Coxeseni, and are not usually brood parasites. Two cuckoos are found in the United States north of Florida. The yellow-billed breeds throughout much of the eastern United States down to South Florida and west into the Great Plains with isolated, declining populations in the American West and down into Mexico and the Greater Antilles. It breeds throughout Wisconsin, Michigan, and Minnesota, except northeasternmost Minnesota. The black-billed cuckoo ranges farther north, but not in the Gulf states, nor Mexico, nor any Caribbean islands. Both species winter in South America. The yellow-billed cuckoo is often called the rain crow because it calls so often on hot days just before a thunderstorm, and its strident calls are hard to ignore. The black-billed cuckoo is the one more likely to be seen or heard by Northlanders, but only if they're paying attention. Its calls are well within the frequencies we humans hear very easily, but they're not loud, and their calls seem to simply be part of the soundtrack rather than the main feature. When I was in the Saxon Bog recently and stopped to enjoy a dick sizzle on Arcola Road, suddenly I was hearing a cuckoo in the background. I got a few photos and recorded him with my iPhone. Both of our cuckoos feed voraciously on cicadas and hairy caterpillars, including those of gypsy moths and the tent caterpillars that are abundant this year up here, which makes this summer a time when people are noticing them. I've been fielding lots of questions from people who are hearing them calling incessantly, sometimes by night as well as by day. I've always wished I could observe cuckoos nesting, but that would involve invading their privacy. Janice Hughes described the baby cuckoos in a charming way in her account of the species in the Cornell Lab of Ornithology's Birds of the World. She writes, within three hours of hatching, they can raise themselves onto twigs using their feet and bills. They mature rapidly and at six days of age resemble porcupines with their long pointed feather sheaths. Just prior to the young leaving the nest on the following day, the sheaths burst and the chick becomes fully feathered, a process once likened to the commotion in a corn popper. The agile young cuckoos are capable of hopping and climbing rapidly through the vegetation, end quote. Despite their seeming abundance when we're seeing lots of prey insects, black-billed cuckoos are nowhere near as abundant as they used to be. Janice Hughes writes, quote, 
populations have declined across its range throughout the 20th century, with particularly severe decreases in the 1980s and 1990s. Accounts from naturalists in the late 1800s speak of flocks of cuckoos descending on caterpillar-laden trees and not departing until every insect was consumed. Caterpillar eruptions still occur, but since they have been controlled by pesticide use, cuckoos are rarely seen more than singly. It is likely that pesticides and the concomitant reduction of prey availability have caused black-bill cuckoo mortality and reduced breeding success, but these effects have never been quantified." End quote. Little by little, people seem to be waking up to the dangers of pesticides, but then again, I thought that back on the first Earth Day, and that was over half a century ago. Knowing about cuckoos is the first step in wanting to protect them. This would be an excellent time to start. I'm Laura Erickson, speaking for the birds.